podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Anfield rap, Neil Atkinson, Andy Heaton, Ben, the Woodman Johnson, <laughs> Rob Goldman and Jay McKenna. Ben's been trying to sort his wood, bur- his wood burner out Me too, in the run you know. to the show. First world we're, we're problems this over, land. Isn't it ridiculous, isn't it, eh? The Anfield rap from the heart of Liverpool City Centre with wood burning issues. This Winter's biting, Neil. Our Winter's... house won't fucking eat itself. You're just sitting there laughing your head off. <laughs> you could obviously sort the wood yourself, like. The wood's fine. There's going to be a lot less trees. The burner. The burner. A lot less <laughs> trees around yours. All I want to know in this is the fella turn up in a lumberjack shirt. He never, he turns up in shorts. Fuck, he's very, very, his house must be very, very confident scouser. in his own product. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute scouser. He's up in shorts, hey. about minus four. Hello. Wasn't fucking Ronan, was he? Oh, God. Anyway, right, uh, this is the Anfield Wrap this week. West Ham United won Liverpool 4, so we can all laugh and be happy and enjoy it. And it's, let's get stuck in, really. I will start with you, actually, Ben. It's a bit of a strange game looking back. I've watched it back now, and it's... It's the way they start the game, and it's you know you can talk about sides at home have got to do sometimes, and I think even if you're trying to keep a Liverpool side out or any top side out, you've still got to find some way I think to inject some impetus into a game of football, and they just had none of that really, absolutely none of it, and it means that's one of the reasons why it's so weird in that how little actually goes on in the early stages. I I've got hazy memories of the match, so you know bear with me while it comes back to me. but I, I seem to remember the first sort of 10, 15 minutes as it just them trying to stop us playing without trying to play themselves. So it was more of a case of just trying to nullify us. They were trying to gang up on us a little bit, stop us starting moves, sending us backwards. And then I think they had that chance where they got in. And, it, you know, if that goes in, that's, it's a different game then. And then once that didn't go in, we sort of seemed to settle a bit. Um, we th- I thought we were aggressive Neil early on uh, not we sorry they were aggressive early on I thought it was one of those where I was turn- turning to the lad next to me and going I- they'll be blowing themselves out a bit they were working hard from the off I agree bl- in a blunt way it was, it was it was it was very uh, they were trying they were diving as loads as well they were, they were trying to get free kicks loads it was clearly mm. a game plan um, like Mark Noble got booked for diving which is brilliant by the way it's the best one it's the best one since Phil Neville but it, it is, but it, but he has a couple of goals at it, by the way, as well. He, he tried to win a couple of free kicks and he got a couple of cheap ones. So it was a clear strategy. Um, get in our face, win free kicks, and our box, let's see if we can score from a from because these can't defend for shit. I think was, was probably their logic. And then the other needs we score from, a, from their corner. Yeah, which was great. And to go from our own corner. Uh, well, two yeah. set pieces working for Liverpool, Andy. It was... It, it, the second half, just to give the general sort of flow of the game, the second half starts the other way. The second half, they were all absolutely 100 mile an hour up and at us. And then they just massively blew themselves out. Hey, to be honest, I'm following the Ben Johnson school, school here. I'm, I'm reading a report that I wrote about the match that I don't remember writing. Excellent stuff, Andy. Sorry, catch it. No, I'm only kidding. First, hey, class, first class analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Five pounds a month, mate, honestly. So, no, yeah. no wonder I'm selling this product. Hey, this is the free one. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I'm going to tell you in a minute that I didn't watch the first 20 minutes because I got stuck getting into town. <laughs> I missed no. the first two goals. Come on, Bob. <laughs> I watched the fucking game. <laughs> I'm not even watching Come to I've me. Wa- I've watched it back. Not only have I watched I've watched it twice. Yeah. It's a 4 1. It's been bad enough watching us be shite and having to watch it twice. I watched. I had to watch the one against Spurs twice I've watched it twice go on no I think it was in it look the, the, the stuffing was not, was knocked out of there they started with the plan and it was it, we've spoke about it you're brilliant to talking about this in so much as the team sometimes want to look for an excuse to, to like give up and pack in and there was a lot of, as much as the diving there was also a lot of um, 
a lot of Bartons going on, you know, like throwing them in for the sake of the crowd to try and get a roar and, you know, for, for show more than effect. And then, you know, they get that corner and then we break and, that, and then it's one that, I mean, where we where we watch different behind the goal. And it's mad because you see this, that Mo Salah, you're not even looking where the ball is there, you're looking at Salah's doing just like road runner and he's going... He's going to score it. It was always similar to the Arsenal goal. Yeah. You just knew the, the results. And I think, it's what we always do. We've spoke a long time about what does a Liverpool goal look like. And no one's really been able to put the nail on what a Liverpool goal looks like on the clock. I think we're actually seeing now that that is actually, if you're looking at what what they look work at in training and what they're thinking and what they're trying to do, like that, it, it as soon as it, it was one of them, you just knew it was going to go in. You watch the goal back, there's never any doubt whatsoever whether Mane comes in and puts it in or it just rolls across. But the maturity around that break for the first goal was, was brilliant. I love that my thing about the first goal up that I loved was that it was a bit like it was a bit like when your horse is going to win the national. There was a lot of that going on in my mind. It really was like your horse is going to win the national. It, it, it's coming down the home straight. He's on the shoulder. He's come round the elbow, etc., etc. There he is. It was. It, yeah, yeah. It was, it, there was. There was a real fresh shot of excitement. The, the, the man who passes the last fence. Yeah. But, but, but you won't quite believe it until it's over the line, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't going to believe. Still think this is going to go wrong. Yeah. I, I still, I still don't trust the highly prolific most Salah, the greatest goal scorer that's ever lived. I still don't trust. <laughs> I still don't trust him one on one with a keeper. Now, was oh, that's that's about me, Mo, not you. Um, yeah, it was. It is what a Liverpool goal is beginning to look like. Uh, and do you know what it reminds? It reminds me of what an Alex Ferguson man you goal used to look like in the mid nineties when you, when they got past the phase where they'd won the league a couple of times and they were just bedded in with being very very good, really distressingly so. That's what they did. They broke with numbers, and I think that's what Klopp Dortmund sides look like. If I can go off a, a quote I, I really like from Guardiola about how Klopp, you know, absorbs you and then sets his runners on you, and we were noticeably deep. But th- th- there's another side to this, Robin. You're exactly right. But th- that that works on the opposition as well. If the opposition opposition have it in their heads that that's how you're going to try and get us, and that, conversely, that can work for us in a defensive manner. In so much yeah. that they they totally over they overloaded the box with so these are shit and set pieces here. They can't defend for the life here. Yeah. And it took one header from Firmino. And then suddenly we're four on one. Because with that pace, when the ball breaks out the area, it's they've got about three men behind. But once that once that, that ball gets moved past the, the whole midfield Fernandez, I think it was, that was it. We're suddenly four on one. And seems to be looking at that and going, fucking hell. Do you know who runs the fastest in that break when you look at watch it back? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't yeah. his run? You think, he's in there for God's sake. He hasn't got but, the ball, though, to be fair. Mind you, his, his, his diagonal run at the end makes life so easy for the other two lads. He just pulls away the last annoyance of West Ham, yeah. and it's open. Um, that's the first goal. The second one, Jay, is scruffy uh, from a corner. Quite a nicely worked corner, but the point of it is that Liverpool getting a goal from corners, Liverpool getting a goal on a breakaway, Liverpool getting a cheap one off a corner, and you are then sort of thinking, right, this is this is almost the way footy should be. We, we don't have to score 80 yard breakaways or fantastic goals carving open the opposition. It's quite nice for someone just for a centre back to be tapping one in from three yards. Yeah, just take the chances that we get. How many times have you seen Joel Matip in the box and he puts it over the bar? Uh, maybe he should just try and take all his chances with his feet from now on instead of his head. He would have struggled from there to put that over. Because he is really bad. He's been bad with his head in the box in the past few weeks. He just hasn't. Yes. He, uh, he's wasted chances. And he, wasted, th- he missed I, one a game. Yeah, if, well, I think I, I, th- I think it was Maribor. He missed two. Yeah. And you're thinking, mate, there was one where he stooped low, and you're thinking, mate, you, that hour hasn't that gone in. That, uh, you know, all the cliches, it's harder to miss. Mike, mate, I still don't know how you put that over the bar. You got under it so low and still cleared the bar like comfortably but you know West Ham aren't great West, West Ham are, are really struggling but you know those two goals I think just let us 
put it to bed yet. The, you know, I, I didn't see the first time I was to say, but you know, all the, the reaction on Twitter and that early on was, you know, West Ham. It's a bit scrappy. West Ham are trying to, you know, bit bit of fight in them, but not necessarily looking like they've got much quality. You know, I think that's what a Liverpool team needs at the minute. A Liverpool team needs a, an early goal. If we do that against teams, you know, I think we our players relax because they're scared. You know, I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think people reckon we're bad at defending. They know we're bad at defending in the box. They know you can score no, goals. It, against it, but that gives, you know, Liverpool break to get that goal, and then the rest of the game it looks comfortable. Yeah, Gomez stuff aside, but you know, we look by and large where we don't look too threatened. Liverpool feel a bit more comfortable in their own skin. Obviously, the challenge for Klopp is getting Liverpool thinking like that in the first few minutes because I think you know. Tottenham, if we, you know that, that them couple of, and other goals are badly bad that we concede. But if that Deli Alley goal scored, but then first two haven't gone in. If we haven't gone to pot, and the beginning of that game, Liverpool look very different. If Liverpool score a goal before that, Liverpool look very different, and it's a confidence thing for Liverpool. Maybe you know I know it's only West Ham, but but I'd hope that you know we might think to ourselves, hey, well you know we scored a really good goal, break away from a corner. We've you know. We haven't had to toil and struggle for that. And here's West Ham presenting us one. I don't that Liverpool think, you know what, this football, Malarkey, it's not actually as hard as we've been thinking, you know, lads. We're actually really good footballers. You know, these aren't that good. We're better than these. So, you know, I'd hope that shows. And I think it did then in the rest of the game. You watched Liverpool, the goals they scored, you know, they tried things. I I couldn't imagine the fan reaction if, you know, it was nil-nil. And uh, is it Matt Firmino who chips the ball into Salah for the goal? You know, you're thinking to yourself, I reckon that at nil-nil, Salah takes a touch and pulls it back inside onto his right foot and ends up passing that to someone. He doesn't take a touch and just bang it because they're a bit more confident, they're a bit more free in the feeling. Well, you know what? We can do this. Yeah, that's a showboating finish, that. And a, and, you know, I was deli- right behind that. A delicious know, show. It's a beautiful finish. But yeah, Jay's 100% right. You don't score that at 1-0. We've had a week now, haven't we, of getting soft, e- easy goals, soft goals. Not all of them, but enough of them. But only, had, only a reasonable allocation, because the entire season that's preceded it, every single fucking goal we've had to walk into just, the net. Just on their goal. Sorry, Ben. Just on their goal, though. And I feel that... Gomez under spotlight I feel a little bit sorry for him because their goal quietly is a, is a fantastic finish yeah it is and you get away with that 9 and times touch. out of 10 yeah yeah and yeah exactly Lanzini won't score a better goal than that in this season if ever um, and it's one of them normally you get away with so you know every goal some, you can, we can be guilty sometimes of over analysing goals we concede sometimes it's just good goals I've said this before I've said this to the periods how many good goals that Liverpool concede not enough that goes down as a good goal for me. It was a good finish, even whether whether or not Gomez could have done better. It's one of them. I think the main thing for me from from Sati and and also from the previous week is that we just seem to be playing the percentages a little bit more. We just seem to have said, okay, let we don't have to be perfect. We tried being perfect and we had loads of hard lines, so let's not be perfect anymore. Let's just let's just stay in the game. We've got well better players than these. I think the point someone said before about us, us almost acknowledging that that. These tried hard, but they're nowhere near as good as us. I think. I think the setup from the manager is slightly different, very slightly tweaked, to just allow us to just not have to be perfect to win. Like we've got that thing when when we play well, we batter teams. We're Henderson in that that six role, and everybody committed and going for, and we can carve teams open at will. And I think this week's just seen us tweak that a little bit, so that we're not as exposed on the break. Yeah. And we do, and, and we've got enough reliance in our in our forward players to eventually break these down. You know. Well, I I think I think the three at the back helps with that. 
Because I think if you've got struggling centre half or centre half, you're thinking, you know, you've got Joe Gomez who hasn't played there too much for Liverpool. He's thinking, well, if I go and Klopp might have thought, if I go centre, if, if I put him centre half, and he makes a mistake, then I've got Clavan. Clavan's my only other fella who's, you know, maybe looking like he's got something about him. And he's not my first choice. So what, what do we do then? So you've got Matter, but if he makes a mistake, or Clavan does it all on Matter's shoulders. They've got a bit of a, you know, a collective responsibility between them. One makes a mistake, the others get back in. You've then got Chamberlain and Moreno who've got pace to get back and get forward. I think the other thing it's as for us is it, is it accommodates more players in the team. It, it, it accommodates more of them with their it, It's a funny got. formation though, isn't it? Cause I, oh, we threw my Mickeys, didn't we? I, 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 is it a three? He calls it's it a four, three, four, two. It's a three at times, it's a four at others. Yeah. And mm. it's a, it's almost a back five at others, but not necessarily, you know, the five is expected, Chamberlain right back. It's like Gomez goes right back. And then you have your two midfielders are a lot Drop deeper him. than what they normally are. So it's whereas we were exposed with the two centre half splitting and Henderson trying to pick up them bits previously when we had to be perfect to win every game. Now there's just a lot more coverage and, and it, it, it's a very skewed system. What, but I'm showing you the, the average position map if you want to pass that round. Just the heap thing. The huge average position. Oh, I've turned it off. Oh, yeah. come on. Give him a fucking rainbow. No wonder you only eat your, no wonder you only eat your outfit wood if you can't work a phone. Oh, yeah. But lads, honestly, pass it this way, Neil. Pass it this way, Use the powers of description yeah. for the audio <laughs> for the audience. For the audio audience, what I would say for the audio audience is that you see the two the two centimetres, the average position, they're bang in. They're basically both bang in the centre circle, right next to each other in a line. The four is a four. What about the front And the front Mane and Firmino are right on top of each other's toes uh, with Salah over to the right-hand side through the middle furthest forwards and Chamberlain in line with the uh, with the right-hand side. So the average position gives it a 4-2-3-1. I'll walk it around the room now so that you know we can sh- we can be sure it works for everybody, <laughs> name and no names. Uh, but there is, a, there is a thing here, though, where the full-backs are both actually quite close to the centre-halves as well, the wide, but they're quite deep. And I think that when you're talking about it being a 3J, I think it's it's a bit of an old-style, Rob, I'll go to you on this, mm. an old-style Liverpool back four where one full-back is staying pretty close to his centre-halves. It's not both of them bombing on and just leaving Henderson in there. The rope, you mean? It's, it's, the, it's the old rope that one yeah. one gets to go, but then the other one has to come and stay. Yeah. And even that's even with Moreno. It's not as though it was as simple as, well, you just let Moreno go and Gomez stays. Gomez does go a few times. And then Moreno's having the sense to stay and be present in there. It is more of that old style I think back four where there's yeah. always three of them there yeah because we we've, I think that's been through all three games yeah because because we had more I think the Klopp system we had morphed into playing wing backs but with two centre halves and expecting the number six almost to be like a third centre half at times but that's that leaves you vulnerable because the number six can step forward 20 yards out of that um the passing round. John still managed to turn it off without touching it. You just sent me that before. When I, when I think it's were, a Samson. I had it the wrong way around, so I was looking yeah, at it like. Yeah, I, 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 What's happening? I, 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 I made the captain there, made the impact in the box. Yeah, I thought yeah, watching it, it was a four-two. I, might, I thought it was a four-two-three-one watching it, and I was a little bit slightly taken aback. And Klopp says it was a four-four-two because I couldn't see, I couldn't see where the second striker always was. Salah looked like he was the number ten, and then he and then he's popping up wide all the time. And Mane looks like he's the number. You know, 10. you know, what, it's, you very, know it's a fluid system. You know what's right. What's funny there? The average position. You say the front two are together, but they're not central. They're on, they're on the left hand side. They're overloading that yeah, left hand Manny side. Manny and Firmino are close on the left. Yeah. Salah's furthest forward. Yeah. And someone over on the right. Yeah, so it, the right. it's kind of it's almost like, like they've twisted the angle. They've twisted the angle a little bit. So instead of having your two central and one on the on 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 the right, they've actually got the, the spare man central and the two slightly over on the left. Very hard to defend, now, isn't it? That because do you see Creswell? 
first gone fucking. Yeah, I felt sorry for Chris. It's really hard to defend because you've got Firmino dropping in, you've got Mane looking to go past it the other way, and then so you're you're in that back four thing, and what? Well, hang on, this isn't normal. What am I meant <laughs> yeah. to do here? And then all of a sudden, you've got Mo Salah, oh, and Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah. And Salah's got licence to go wherever he wants. Well, there's something else on that, John, where I was thinking at times, it, it does look like, um, and again, the, the dots, obviously, because they were then, there's times in the game where you are sort of dropping in. But I actually was first off, I was saying this is just 4 2 4. First off, I was just off the view when it got mm. to about 25. I was thinking, we're just playing 4 2 4 here. This isn't even a 4 4 2. And the manager's probably set it up as a 4 4 2, but then they're so conservative that there's actually no need for those two wide players to effectively treat it as though, well, we've got to, we've got to have the two banks of four. Mm. And, I've, you know, we all say this all the time, you know, you, you can kill yourself on the numerical values of formations. There is constant fluidity. You know, a 4 4 2 can be a 4 2 3 1. The manager said, hasn't he? he did, the manager actually said, I only believe in formations when we're out, there's in possession and out of possession. Yeah. He said, my, my, my primary concern with formation is when we haven't got the ball. Hmm. After I, that, just you, it, it is what it is. Just I thought, I, thought we were no, I thought it was noticeably stretched early on. And, I, and in a way, I, I agree with you on the 4-2-4 shout. Because, and, I didn't, and I thought early, early on, we don't, we're not fantastic early on. We're still we're in the game, but it's, we're very, very deep. So the gap between our back four and the two and then the front four is quite quite immense it, it throws West Ham a bit I'd say whether it was design or, or the way it worked out but it does throw them, and it left us I thought shorter of possession than we should have been in the opening phase um, but, but it, also means, it also means there's bigger gaps to play in yeah absolutely well let's be right we get the goal it's, it's certainly not against the runner play but it's not as, as a result of a, after a phase of Liverpool attacking yeah. wave after attacking wave in fact as we all know we're defending a corner when we do it I th- he set us up to get up the pitch in numbers quickly that's the it, it, it was said to pick them apart as opposed to try and impose the game on ourselves. We've said this before. Some of the opposition teams come to Liverpool and think, well, we haven't got to do much because they'll give us an opportunity and wait for us to make well, a mistake. They're our best attributes, aren't they? This is like Rodgers again, isn't it? Where you've got yeah. you, you've got a front three of Sturridge, Suarez and Sterling. Sterling. They're your best attributes. You're going to make teams turn around and worry about what you're going to do on the break. You've got midfielders you add to that Henderson in that season. If you're now looking at Liverpool and thinking, well, hang on, if they get to Firmino, Firmino's going to drop and take the ball here. Mane's going to be an outlet for him and Salah's going to run. You're right, if you're a, you're a defender, you're Cresswell or you're a centre-half there, you're thinking, what am I doing? Right, do I follow this fella in because my centre-half are going to go and deal with Firmino or one of them's going to step out and deal with Firmino. The other's going to have to double up on Mane because if he gets past him, he's in on goal. Well, what do we do? If you get so, turned round, you've had it. So he follows him. And before you know it, that's left space then for an Oxley Chamberlain to run in down the line and he... It's a pass out wide. So your midfield for West Ham have got to be really good. As it was, West Ham's midfield weren't very good on the day. Mm-hmm. So Liverpool found that space, but they done it because they, they made it. And I and it comes back to formation, whatever it is, whether it's three or five or a four or a you know, they're all closely together old nans. Our best attributes are all attacking players. So you you're given Chamberlain there who's got pace to get forward. One of the things that's been noticeable in watching how we play, even against Maribo. And and I always we talk about our Liverpool play. Under Klopp, you know, I think we like to, you know, move the ball quickly or get the ball forward quickly. And I've noticed we will take two passes sometimes. So we'll pass it to Henderson to pass it to Arnold right back, or we'll pass it to Matip for him to pass it to Gomez. Not pass it to him yourself. He's in space. Get it forward and make their midfield shift across. And I think the thing we've seen on 
Saturday, not not necessarily like passing it, but trying to get a player to run no, with first, the ball and drive with it. First 15 minutes, I actually think you saw uh, you saw Matip especially pass 20, 30 yards for vertical. Yeah, vertical, which is which has been one of the things that's been frustrating me of this constant need that they felt. Let's give it to Henderson and let him worry about that. Yeah. No, Matip was getting it and he was going. But the other thing that was happening as well was he got four lads who were all showing feet. Yeah. They're all trying to get in those little areas and they're all getting and, and because it is a bit more stretched, they were all get picking up little bits of space and going showing feet and saying what what you'll find you'll find one of them but our, but our problem with some of the players we've had is when it gets out then to you know Arnold whether it's just not trusting in himself or he hasn't got the space he's passing it back inside and he's giving it to a Milner or a Chan who's not going to try and run and take someone on whereas a Chamberlain's thinking well I'll get this in my feet and I'll run 20 yards with it up to that man and then trust that I'll stop and check and pass it back or I'll pass it sideways or I'll try and beat the man he'll try and do something instead of us taking our time to pass it there and then figuring out okay we're now 20 yards to the forward but we don't know where we're going to go Liverpool looked like they had a bit of urgency in their play, which, you know, again, it, it, they're our best attributes. You you don't want Salah thinking, right, I'm going to wait flat-footed for the ball to come, because yeah, he'll probably get in behind, you know, a few times. But Rocking if out. he's on the run, as you said, you know, Cresswell or this centre-off, hang on, which way do we go now? Do I follow the run and he's just dragging me out like Chamberlain did for the goal? Or do I follow the... You know, do I follow the ball? It, it's a difficult thing for them to do, and it makes Liverpool look more fluid. Well, this is it. If you take if you take the man out the middle as well, you go from a three to a two. Suddenly, the vertical pass is your best option because you don't have a spare man in midfield. You have to go direct. And as, as you said, Neil, you're showing feet all the time. There, it's going to find someone. It is very reminiscent of how we played under Brendan, where we would just pop it into Suarez's feet, and he didn't give a shit how he was going to control it. He was either going to spin his man, get in behind first time, or it was going to break. But two times out of three, it break to somebody supporting. I, I, I'm not surprised we haven't seen it earlier. It's yeah, no, I, I'm up with I'm up with all of that, and Jay at the nail on the head there about having players who who will take the responsibility and and they're willing to take it by the scruff of the neck and break the lines, and this team's all about breaking lines and and turning teams round, and uh, as a skillful tricky midfielder, Mister Ben Johnson, what did you make of Firmino's touch for Oxley Chamberlain's goal? Fucking hell! Um, if you're not doing any five aside tonight, you're not right. I'm having words. <laughs> Seven aside to the I had a heavy shatty to be honest, yeah, so I wouldn't expect much. Uh, I thought it I thought it was a game winning. It was it was it was very, very decisive because it back to goal. Six three men out in one Six three men out in one touch and we're in. And it's like the greatest assist that ever was, probably. It's unbelievable. Um Yeah, we're talking about it's not technically assist because Chamberlain Fox the first one yeah, up. He's yeah. denied him. Which is mad. But it 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 was it was it was very much we won that game because of that turn and that in that moment and and because it just killed them. That's Dead. the reverse of Spurs scored in the third against us. Yeah. Bang on the game. Yeah. It was. It's great. He deserved you know, the goal for Mino, didn't he, as well? He, oh, he, played, he, he, he was fantastic. Do you know what I thought was interesting about? You know, we talked about the tactical elements of all this. Is Klopp adjusting because he's he's looking at West Ham away and going, I'm gonna have a system for West Ham. Or is it him seeing two games against shit teams in a week and thinking, we've won 3-0 both times, but I'm not letting that mask the fact that we could have done more, that it was a slog against both of those. Was he was he viewing West Ham to a degree as just part three of a trilogy of attack against defence, but coming up with a new solution? Maybe he's trying something new. Maybe it's well, not. I don't think just trying. I think he. What I'm saying is, was he was it was it an implied criticism of his team in the two three nil defeats? It's, in that, it's interesting what he says post match because he says that they've only been working on it for a couple of days, and that Henderson yeah. had been working on it and being in it, and and it's the medical staff who said that you can't play him, even though Henderson was saying I'll play. I think it's dead interesting in terms of 
has he just sort of decided this is what we're doing or has it been that he's been thinking well I've got to do something against the bottom 10 maybe and I think the biggest the most interesting bit is what you started off with Rob in terms of the fact that we were a bit deeper and we were quite happy not to have the ball mm. off the basis of the fact that when we do have the ball we're hopefully going to come alive and that we were almost a bit frustrated in the early going because they just they were just letting us have it and it, it I don't know. I think that it's, you know, the idea for a long time we've been talking about the idea of sucking teams up the pitch so that you get room in behind. And I think that you, can, you can't do that at Anfield. I think you're kidding yourself if you think you can mm. do that at Anfield because someone can just say, no, you know, all it needs is the right centre half who's got a who's got a good enough voice on him and a certain attitude to say to his teammates, you just get in here. We don't move beyond this point and then that's fine. But that's harder to do in your own ground when you feel as though you've got to make the run. And when you're a club like West Ham in front of, in that stadium, in front of that many people, it's very difficult to say no. We just stay on the edge of our box. It's it becomes. So I wonder if we're going to see a bit of this away from home. Do you want to know? So do you know? It's interesting. I never thought about it before. The points about Anfield. There could be a technical reason for that as well. You know, Anfield's actually too short for UEFA for regulations. Yeah, the I know. pitch at Anfield. It's tight. Yeah. Is it, it should be 110 meters? I think it's eight meters short. It's actually a very short pitch. But it's wait, about it's, the shortest in the league, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Along with a couple of others. So when you talk, and it, it makes sound a bit, a bit, a bit tough. But when you're talking about space and how much we rely on hitting teams at space and behind, you got to wonder whether that that does that over the season has an impact, however marginal. And, and it, also, if that impacts the manager's mind when he thinks I'm going in, I've got way more grass to work with. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That he has changed his formation, and if we're going to all take turns of speculating. It, Sometimes as a fan, you come out and you can think to yourself, can't you? Walking out that ground and think, if I can fucking see it, how can I? He's paid loads of money and I can see that this isn't the best. And I wonder whether he's just thought, well, you know, we've got a couple of wins that we needed, but we're still not at our best. And, I, and I'm wondering if he's just trying things to see what his best is. Yeah. What, what, what is his best? Is, is, is centre half, you know, his defence. He can't <laughs> fix it until January at least, even if he can fix it then. So he's thinking, well, okay, well, how do I lessen the load on them maybe I've got to change my midfield maybe he is adapting to stuff you know Roger's done this you know decided there was a new way of playing it and, and he needed to look for, for not a, a, an alternative maybe this is Klopp thinking well you know what maybe this lets me get the best out of out of a couple of my midfields maybe he's planning for life beyond Chan maybe he's thinking well I, I need to play one midfielder there not always two maybe I think there's to... there's definitely an element of of pragmatism in what we're doing defensively I think because I, I think I think you can't argue against against the fact that that formation that started last season and that we've pretty much kept with since that was so good last year has got a major weakness in that in certain types of games you can get exploited quickly in transition and there isn't enough cover for the centre-halves and I think he's realised that and I, and I think there's definitely been in the same way that he did last year he... he Last eight games, we played a different. We played a different style to to just stay in games. We we we, ever, we could see that we were struggling. Let's stay in games. Stoke away, uh, Watford away. There was, away. There was three or four games where we were like, we're just not getting beat. We're going to see how we get on. And and, and I think there's been a there's definitely been a, a, a little limp towards that the last few games. But I think Sati was different again. And but but with that same element, is there something in it that he's had a look at West Ham and gone? These are crap. They're about to sack the manager. I can have a look at something. I'm wondering if there's that one in there as well. If we're talking about the selection, where there's a couple of surprises all over the place, we I suspect. Need the win, Neil. I think we do need the win, but I, but I, but I also suspect though, Rob, that he's he's probably thinking to himself, I can have a look at something for 45, and if need be, change it because these won't won't be running could, away. Could run, it even run away be, from me? Could it even be more acute than that? There might be something where he's looked at West Ham and gone, oh, they may be crap anyway. But he might have spotted one specific 
well, they I got, wouldn't normally do this, but because it's an open goal. They got they got absolutely hammered. Their last home game before us, they got absolutely hammered uh, by Brighton 3-0. And I watched that game, I saw, well, I saw 70 minutes of it, and they were abject, absolutely abject. And Brighton were, were able to play at will, and Brighton just basically let them off the ball second half and then just decided to hit them every now and again. The terrible in transition, conceded tons and tons of late goals, they're getting on. I just do wonder if he's thought to himself, you know what, that, I, if there is something that he's been thinking about, the idea that he's only been, if, if, we, if we take him at face value, and it's important not to take him at face value possibly, Rob, because... Managers we, lie. And also he told he told us all sorts of nonsense in that press conference. Mm. <laughs> Literally just that one that's just gone, so why? He doesn't have to tell the truth now either, and nor do I want him to tell the truth, I want him to act in the best interest of Liverpool. I don't care, he can say whatever he likes as long as he's in the best interest of Liverpool. But, you know, he may well have just thought to him, he may well have been thinking about this for a while, he may well have been doing bits and pieces he may also just have the attitude of well these lads can go back to playing like this it's 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 basically 4-4-2 they all know how to do it I, I think that the two interesting selections in there notwithstanding the injuries and who recovers because Ginny wasn't expected to recover and Henderson was a surprise omission but the two the two surprise uh, selections because that, that's the most shocked and actually delighted I've been at hearing the Liverpool team team selection in quite a while was Mane starting after weeks out not just 20 minutes or uh, you know, as much of the press thought nothing and Oxlade-Chamberlain getting a Premier League start. Nobody saw those two things coming. So he, I, I, it almost, it's almost as if he decides to go full on Guardiola and just get every attacking player he's got on the pitch and make that work. Apart from Sturridge. Apart from Sturridge, true enough, but he's got four of, the, four of them on. Yeah, I mean, that would have been going... I think the foremost mobile he can pick, let's put it like... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wonder if he... He's dream- picked pace, and that's, again, a, a thing... Yeah, he has a deliberate attack. He, he's, he's picked pace, and he's thought, let's see what pace can... Whether they sit deep and, and, and try and park that bus, or whether they come high. Either way, that amount of pace has got to hurt, and we've got it now for the first time it's available. Chamberlain's been a slow burner, so I, th- I think he's the key selection there. And actually, yeah, so it proves, but... He's been a slow burner, but he, he showed signs against uh, in, in all the last few games, but especially against Maribor, that he's he's just coming alive. Look, Oxley Chamberlain's a weird. I, I mentioned it on social media last night. Um, you see, the lad's got character. The, the start he's had, it would be dead easy to hide up, take the safe option. Exactly what Jay was saying before. He's coming. He's got his big one. You can play that safe. The amount of the amount of players, if you've come in, you know, it starts particularly well. Even though since Man United, he's improved some little glimpses. Play safe. Don't expose yourself. Every every opportunity to get himself on the ball and influence the game he took. I like the lad's character, and he, that'll that'll sustain you. That even if you're not in the best of forms, and his forms picked up, so it was made up. Made up. Put him on it. It's interesting going forward. You look at you look at the setup now. You've, you you know you, you can think one way. Is I need to find a way to get all these like these the quickest lads we've got into this team. But then you look now. What's the next move? Because in two weeks time he's going to have Lalani available he's going to have Coutinho available so you know play them centre half (laughs) but it does does become then well what are are we just going to facilitate getting all our best players on the pitches and and have a solid base within which to play and what would you do? I think a wave I think there's definitely I think there's going to be a, a bit of a bit of I think what you said before about playing home and away slightly differently is is going to be a case. I think there's going to be more of a focus on build up play at home. Um, Coutinho a bit deeper. Coutinho a bit deeper. Lalane on that little half turn and a lot of pressing. Whereas, I, and I think away we might be just altering slightly to a more of a, a traditional counter attack and with a solid enough base to protect if we get if we lose the ball. 
I think Chelsea at home's coming up. Hopefully, we've got everyone fit for that. It'll be interesting to see how he sets up for that. I mean, I, if you look at if if you go with the sort of crude comparison I did a minute ago, but isn't Guardiola doing that to a large degree? I know Fernandinho sometimes gets in there, but the rest he's basically playing well threes and fours at the back, one one maybe holding, but the rest he's fi- he's playing up to five attacking yeah, players. Changing the mini. Oh, he's already rotating them. Is, yeah, and, and the, the the challenge Klopp's going to have is. Firmino just hadn't looked as effective until you know, he, he, he's come back alive really really well against West Ham and looked like a, more of a threat and that's why Sturridge had got some time and you think he's looking for someone as well as that can do that work that looks like a goal scoring threat because aside from Saleh and Mane we don't look like someone else is going to score goals for us whereas Firmino looked like that on Saturday I think Lallana's got to work his way into the team I think he's got to force his way into the team so Lallana's going to be the change in the bench I think you know, one or the, one or two of the midfielders are going to drop out. I think that's this the reality he's got because he's going to bring Coutinho back in there. So, if I would you know, be, as, I mean, if Chan or Henderson are on the bench or Wijnaldum and Henderson on the bench, Milner's not getting a look in as much anymore then because you've got too many. Well, t- just 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 the numbers just don't go. I mean, first first Jay, the one thing I would say is I think I think we're actually saying something really interesting about the numbers which I want to develop. But the, I would be amazed <clears throat> if Chelsea come to Anfield and Lallana doesn't start if he's fully fit. In terms of that idea of who it is whose, whose job it is is to hassle but you, but he says it's trapped on him. Yeah, uh, that all of that. That's exactly why I think I'd be amazed. But that aside, what you're actually describing there, Jay, is a squad that's ready to do what's got to come next. Yeah. That's you know the what what Ben's describing is you know he's talking about he might set up a certain way away from home, a certain way at home because apart from Chelsea, we don't play another good side until we play Arsenal on the 22nd of December. That's it. But we've got games, well, game I, after game. Well, after I think game. what we might actually see is just not one or two ways of playing not just a home or away thing I think you know Guardiola's doing this he's got one way of playing but he, he'll he swap Jesus and Aguero he'll bring in Sané or Sterling he'll yeah, Sterling can't get a regular game he, he, no, he can't get a regular no matter how well they're playing and he'll I, I can foresee Klopp doing that I think he's saying to himself well you know what Mane's had a bit of a you know an injury Mane's getting 60 this week and then he's on the bench next week yeah, and, I agree. and Salah starting and Chamberlain starting because they're hungry because I think this the other side the, the, the hard bit he's got is there's players he's got which he just can't bench all for the like like the way he has Chamberlain to mm. an extent he can't bench Mane or Salah because if it's not going well the pressure's going to tell but he can't just bench them Firmino because of, also because of their fees and wages no doubt Coutinho yeah. is one of them he's going to need him playing Firmino is clearly integral to how he wants to set up Liz Forster, he really likes a lot of this five. I think he can bench them. Uh, I think he, I think he can. I think I, I, I he's going to have to. Well, I, I, but also, he, but also he's going to. Also he's going to. No, but what I mean, when I say bench, games. I don't mean he can. I don't think he's saying to man, right? Well, you know what, lad, you've lost your place for the, for three weeks here. Oh no, I don't think that. Chamberlain's playing well, but then equally, Chamberlain is playing well and he's earned his place, and he does he does drive our players and he offers us something different because if of players who try and go past people. Salah is in behind. Mane is a bit of tricky, and Chamberlain just likes to use pace and a strength and get and get past people and chance the idea that if he gets around someone, he will hold them off. I can get a crossing. Can you say to him now? Well, you know, you know what, mate. Thanks a lot. You've come in, done really well for us, but you're back on the bench. I, 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 I think that's harsh on him. So. I agree with you, Jay. The number, if Chamberlain continues this progress and Alana comes back being the player we know he is, then it's six players, isn't it? Why are you smiling at me? I'm just I keep talking. <laughs> Neil's almost set the agenda to go this way, I think. Go on. Well, that's that's six lads who are 
you know, who are my first name on the team sheet element. So what, what do you do? Do you play five out of six? Mind you, I suppose the odds are one's going to be injured. I think we, I hope it's going to be like City, where, where Sterling, despite having the season of his life, can't be sure he's starting next week. Well, I mean, that's you mentioned Sterling and you mentioned Guardiola. Um, Guardiola's got this reputation, Barcelona tiki-taka and all that, and he was, he was actually put on someone in front of them about this in a press conference once, and he lost his temper, and he went... I don't believe in Tiki Taka. And then he went into a detailed explanation of what is ideal football. And actually, it's quite direct. It's quite direct. It's getting from back to front in as little time possible. When people say direct football, people think you mean the long ball into the box to the big fella. It's not. It's how many. How can you get from A to B Tempo. in the minimum amount of time? How many goals do Man City score? And also at the minute, where you're walk, not walking it into the net, but you've got like three or four options in the box. And it seems like it's happening. Because it's that it's turning teams round over and over and over again, and you have these six players because you, that's high intensity. People talk about high intensity; and they gag and press, and you're knackered, and your defenders, blah 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 blah. But if you've got options, I'm with Neil. You can bench them because you need them fresh to a certain degree, so you can chop and change. Go ahead. I want to know what you. I want to know what's I'm on your mind. the fact that you're just coming to the. You, you're sitting there, and it's really interesting that I know we're surrounded by all the pictures and things, and I know that, for instance. What you've just described and said, well, they might not want to do that because actually Chamberlain's playing really, really well. Mm. But it's, for instance, the last time I think we've had a squad as good as this is under Julier. And if you actually go through the treble season, you go through the treble season yeah. running, he's making four or five changes in that front six to seven, eight, seven players. Yeah. Good point, though. Consistently, yeah. because he's thinking, I just want them fresh. That the idea of them being fresh is the most important thing. And we, there's an interesting thing is that we think, well, you know, it's hard for him to say. I think Oxley Chamberlain will start against Southampton. I've got another theory as to why on that. But. It's, you know, the idea you can say to Oxlade Chamberlain, yeah, you've done really well there, but you're going to have a week now where you're going to be, I'm probably going to use you off the bench and then you're going to start the next one. It's not, as long as the squad all understands that it's a bit of a squad. And I think the same thing with even the, the big lads in there, the big players in there. Yes, Salah's on fire, but it might be that, you know, if he's if he's got a little bit of a knock or even if he hasn't, it might be, listen, I'm keeping you fresh for Stoke away because yeah. you've just had an intensive game against Chelsea and I want you next weekend against Brighton. And the Champions League semi final, you're going to need to be fresh but, 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 for when we get there. Just think of this next block because the, the, this next block yeah. is the most intensive set of football that Klopp's ever had. So I think if you're Jurgen Klopp right now, imagine Klopp's listening to this. The reason why I'm smiling is what actually occurred to me was Klopp would be laughing his head off. Yeah. That he's, he, Klopp would be going, Yeah, lads, this is what I've been thinking all summer since I saw the fixture list you're and realised yeah. realize <laughs> that you make us play a hundred times in December. Hang on, Story just go two and two. Yeah, exactly. Story to go two and two. Doesn't even get on. Doesn't get on. He's now the seventh on my list, isn't he? Of, of, of fitting into four places or three places. Yeah, yeah. but I think Sturridge has become that player for us as a bench player. I don't think you can get that same thing. But there's still another centre forward on the bench, though. You've still got Slanky on the bench as well. Sturridge is very unlucky. These are the challenges, but these are the challenges you're going to face now. No, because Sturridge and Slanky, where do you go? And I, I, I get you, Julio, I think. I get, I get that, I think. But I don't think any of them players at that time. That's the sound disparaging here. Michael Owen was World Pro- Player of the Year. Ma- yeah, uh, not as many of them as the same kind of stars or role. Would I think. Seen. I think that Owen, think got Owen a Heskey Fowler all felt he should be starting every yeah, game. Fowler did, but I think you know Julia just didn't didn't do it. Did, no, didn't no, but, do it. Didn't like them. But as he got much results. Stuff like that. No, but but, yes, but so Owen was the star. Heskey was a kind of play. You know, I'm not sure they all correlate. The midfield certainly doesn't. Danny, doesn't Danny, Danny Murphy isn't one of those players. Nicky Barnby isn't one of those players. Steve Gerrard is. Steven Gerrard's an up and coming young lad, and he's still at that point. He's still a bit early for that. I think if, I think if it's Coutinho two years ago, I think he's saying to him, "No lad, you're going to drop out a bit." But I think it's it's hard to do that to Coutinho. And you know, again, we're speculating. Klopp only, only Klopp knows this, but you know, are some of them players going to sit there and say, "Well, no, me because I'm 
I'm playing better than Coutinho. He isn't in, in this place. So if you sign uh, Virgil van Dijk and Naby Keita in January, and I'm not giving up on this, um, that's a squad. That's a fucking well, it's squad, a squad right now. It's a squad, it's a squad now. now but, yeah. it's a, but it's a balanced squad then. I, I, I think you just look at... I think Klopp in the summer have looked at what happened last year. And he almost certainly will have said, well, we were fucked. <laughs> yeah. For the last two months of the season, we were knackered. We, the legs had gone. Manny, we Manny, we in January as well. Manny got injured. Uh, we were knackered in January. Manny got injured towards that tail end of the season. Alana was in and out. And we couldn't press as much, so we had to change. Yeah. You know, we were talking about the forced pragmatism. Henderson was, was out as well, wasn't it? Henderson was out, so that was a miss. And it was very much... There was no move. There was no guile. There was no movement. It was let's just win these games somehow by hook or by crook. Ben, if you had Salah and Chamberlain in January, then, and we finished on seventy six points, they would have given us. We'd have finished with over eighty points. I know everyone could say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think year. we probably would. Um, and so, I th- but I think, th- I think we do need we do need a way. We talked about it in the summer about about finding a way to keep the two midfielders either side of Henderson fresh yeah. and the two wide far, wide forwards fresh because they're the ones who do a lot of donkey oh here. I think we've got the players to do it I, I just I just question how he's going to do I'm, I'm I think intrigued to see how he's going to do gonna but, but I think this is what he's been I think this has been what he's working on and I think he's I think he's working on it in the summer I think they're working on it now I think that and also we're, we're again you're only ever two injuries away from going Christ this squad looks thin but yes. there's something else as well is that you're only ever seconds away from saying I'm really jealous of the sort of options that Mourinho Guardiola etc etc have got well this is what it is to have these options and it's dead interesting in that you know there's loads of reasons why I've literally been doing this since 2011 Andy's been doing this since 2011 you've been doing it since 2011 Rob and mm. this is the first time I think we've been able to have this sort of conversation in earnest where we're going oh well Christ no, we knows who we picked then yeah, it's imba- that literally is the same. The first time this decade we've been able to have that because we were getting over Hicks and Gillette. Yes, Camoli buys loads of lads with Kenny, but one of them's Charlie Adams, so it doesn't count. And then there's uh, there's, there's Rogers who only ever had thirteen players and was hanging on for dear life. Fourteen, fifteen, you get a load of mediocrity in, and you don't want to see any of them play. And then they develop as footballers in different ways. This is the first time. This time we'll be on the thirteen or the fourteen. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I, I tell you what does help. I tell you what does help, and has helped, and this has been a sea change. Is in the last. 12 months or 15 months now we've signed two players who have hit the ground running and been come through beyond our expectations Mane and Salah changed the numbers game and they give us the patience now to see, see Oxlade Chamberlain come in at 35 million if you don't have Salah everyone's going fucking hell Chamberlain 35 million is our biggest signing and what right but now he's able to progress a bit like when Kenny signs Barnes Aldrich Houghton and wherever and, and Beardsley we're, we're patient with Beardsley for six months because Barnes is tearing up a, a thing I think getting a couple of transfers very very right has, has changed the game and one big player does make a, a difference at the club I remember the last time I can pinpoint the game where it started going wrong when you look at the bench and the, the drop off from the bench I remember the season we signed Glenn Johnson our first game with Spurs away yeah mm, yeah, I was there. and then uh, and he beat us we played quite well I think Modric scored we played quite, quite well we got beat and then you looked at Spurs bench and you looked at our bench and you were like oof hang on a minute and I, I think you're right and you've, you've spoke about this at length it's this, when you're having arguments about who shouldn't be or should be on the pitch slash bench in the in the right sense as opposed to oh they're all shite yeah you know just get a bit of depth 
and a bit of discipline at the back. You're right, it, it, it's positive, which is mad considering how gloomy it all looked last month. Exactly, no, it was, we're three weeks away from all being absolutely miserable about the whole process, but we, this is what you're now looking at, that, you know, and I'm, I'm even, we've won 4-1 at West Ham, and I've got questions over whether or not we should have put them to the sword first half because they were such lost lambs, we could have gone in 4-0 at half-time. There's, you know, there's there's the speed with which, and, and, and this is going to be the case throughout the season, it's going to be how you recover from setbacks, Rob. Mm. And, you know, you're looking yes. at, so for instance, at the minute, United have just had a bad run of games. It's not gone well for them at all. Uh, you know, there's 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 a couple of defeats, one unlikely one, uh, winning a draw. That's that batch of games, and and what happens next for them is going to be massive. And with us, we started this batch of games terribly, and now we were able to come out the other side and go. You know what? We at least got par in terms of our league performance. We were in the box seat in the Champions League group. Okay, and we're now expecting these lads to come back in before the the, the busy part of the season. Although there is an international break where four of our lads' legs will fall off. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that depression to come. But this is the thing: the reason, even after like the five nil Tom, let's save it. Eh? Yeah, there's another show in that one, lads. But even after the five nil Tonkin we get at City and 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 the, and the Tottenham one, I just want—I actually just wanted to. Well, I did get out of those grounds very, very early because I just didn't want I didn't want them to be part of what this season is Sleeping about. Sleeping in the Jag Rob. <laughs> what? <laughs> um I didn't I didn't want them to be part of what this season is about because I know we're a good team. And anyone who was getting despondent about it and calling for the manager and all this bollocks, and this isn't claiming from on high now we've won the league now, so so shut your faces, all of you. But it's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious this is the It's obvious that we've got a good set of players, that we're building something really good here. Well I- yeah. But I think this is where the frustration comes from and it leads to these questions that we're asking now. It's not an anger, it's just that these lads are dead fucking good and we can see it. Why can't they be good? Because I reckon if I was that good, what we're all thinking to ourselves as fans is if I could fucking hit a ball like him, I'd score more, I'd do this. And and I think there's a frustration from people and it's like, you're frustrating, you're thinking, you know, City are on fire, obviously, and Tottenham are... And you're thinking... We, you know, it's the it's it's the Seville game, isn't it? It's Sparta. How are you thinking? They're good results in the round. I get that. That you know, next summer we'll sit there and look back on all these when you can't remember some of the games and think, oh, well, that was sound. They were they were a decent set of things. Them, them games can happen. That City and Tottenham game can happen because look how good they are. It's when you're watching them. It's it's the subjective bit of it. it's like this is so frustrating because there's sort of more in this and it's very hard to detach yourself. Mm. So I think that's where that frustration comes. That, that, that's why we ask all these questions. I don't think it is this, this, you know, the manager's shit. I think people are just on it, on short out to cope with it because, as Neil says, for the first time, we've got lots of good players and you're thinking, this can actually come together mm. if we can just figure it out and let's hope West Ham was a example of us figuring it out. Maybe the manager making a minute like captains just fucking boxed it. Sign Mick. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that what was a head fucking leader. One. What a leader. <laughs> Leader of men. When he claimed that second half. <laughs> I I honestly, I, ran, ran I 15 it. yards and plucked <laughs> it off the sky. Cheeky the first I knew. <laughs> Tell you what. The we, first I knew Ben Jono was in BA watching the match, right? Was I literally, he come for the cross and I was thinking, fucking that lad, I just heard someone go, that's why he's captain. And it was him. <laughs> I, me and Adam were laughing before the match kicked off when they announced the team we laughed for that hour non-stop just like kept looking at each other laughing like shaking our heads laughing showing each other the team with the with the tweets the little Simon Mignolet's the captain honestly we like, is this some fucking game we, we, had a chat, we had the chat in the office this morning about it didn't we and like, I think someone's going to write a piece of it and I just think more than anything 
I, I think Klopp's done it to basically just so I don't give a fuck what any of you think. I, I'm going to do honestly. I'm going to do what I want. It's the most surprised I've ever this. been. Most surprised I've been in 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 a lot of years. I just could, I genuinely couldn't believe it. Should have seen Steve Gray's face. It was like it was like all these vindications came through at once. He went to me, guess who's the captain, Rob? And I went through the entire team. Before you said that, the entire team. I went through the bench. Jordan Henderson. No, he's not playing, Rob. It's Jordan Henderson then, isn't it? Isn't it? It's me. No, not him. Was it like that time? Remember that time Flanagan started the way at Arsenal and no one knew the team? Like, guess who's starting? Oh, yeah, yeah. It took 40 goals to work out. I did the same thing on guess. You're not... You're not guessing before, like I had the team before, but it came through to me and Mane is playing, and I didn't even notice that Mane was on the team sheet because I was focused on one thing and one thing only. And I was sitting down with, with with Paul and Sean and Josh and Craig, and I was going right, okay, guess who's captain? And they did the same thing. They basically rattled through all these names of lads, and many of which I was like, he's not playing. He's not Cresswell playing. Cresswell and Mark Noble got a shout before me. Like, <laughs> it's just stunning. So, stunning turn of events. Phenomenal oh, fella. Talking about. Um, Creswell and West Ham and, and our team and you know what we can do we're starting to do, we're starting to get in the opposition's heads and I know it's only a snapshot but have you seen that video with the West Ham lad yeah. the goals the goals we scored there's a, there's a fella who had Boys, a gang fuck that one uh, yeah. but there's a whole there's a whole 20 minute video with his video with his match day and it's it's mad like the first one for Salah's goal for me no, we haven't even oh, turned around yet yeah. and he's going oh no there's Salah oh no there's Salah and he's only crossed out, oh no, there's, oh no, oh no, oh no. And he ends it so succinctly, shit, shit, bollocks. It's like the inverse One of nil. goal, like goal, Lazio. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. Shit, but shit, on that, shit, on... shit, bollocks was what I was thinking when the fucking team got on, <laughs> on the West <laughs> with the captain. And that was just the, the first three players. Yeah. With the, on that though, I want to talk about that briefly. I want to, well, I want to talk about the idea of playing West, John, again, the idea that sometimes things just fall for you and the, I don't think things have fallen for us enough this season. I don't think, for instance, going to Watford first game, new manager, that manager's Marco Silva, was good news from a Liverpool point of view. I think mm. that you know you could have picked a nicer first game of the season. It does not feel like you got the perfect moment to play in West Ham. In amongst all of our, uh, you know, joy around the whole the whole enterprise, sometimes you just look like I suspect whoever the point appoint next, I suspect West Ham will be a tougher place to go in in three months than it than it, than it was there than, than it was there on Saturday. We got the perfect moment to play them. Yeah, you're looking at their results and you made up that they beat Tottenham because it, it extends his stay of execution. You know he's going at some point because they're not very good. He should have been sacked ten minutes ago. Yeah, so you. you, you it was the perfect time to play them because I think some of the stuff we were talking about earlier, it helped us. It helped us. They they come out and said we're gonna we're gonna follow what we've done against Tottenham. We're gonna there's gonna be you know we need to show passion. We need to show energy. We need to show drive because you know a team who's down the bottom of the league gets gets labelled with not having any of that sort of stuff, whether that's right or wrong. And I played right into our hands. Never mind that the the low on confidence and the crowds hates them and hates the new grounds and hates their owners and hates everything about everything. It just plays into our hands tactically as well. So it was the perfect time to play them. Um, except in about three months when, when Moyes is about to get sacked. That'll probably be the perfect time to play them if you, across the whole season. Do you think they were expecting a different lineup, Neil? Or anyone really could? Uh, yeah, either, of course they were, yeah. yeah. Like we've thrown them a Mickey I with that lineup. They, 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 prepared, they prepared to play the same way, thinking, right, Liverpool are going to come up like this. And then they've seen the team sheets and gone. Yeah, I, th- I think. I How think they set up? It's yeah. a big half an hour of your village there. 
like yeah. it's a big half an hour of go and turn into your analyst and going. So what are they doing here? And your analyst going, I don't know. I've never seen it before, because especially, not, especially when Mo Salah was popping up centre mid for a bit. I, imagine being them first twenty minutes. Yeah, what's easier than playing number ten? <laughs> yeah, and I think I think I think Sturridge was in our minds was nailed on to start because we pulled out the Maribor game. It's on the back of a couple of goals anyway. Sturridge looked at looked a ninety percent starter. So for not to not have to face, and they might have gone not the not the usual pace threat. It's all going to be out wide, and suddenly the pace is through the middle. And especially the way we set up, because what you'll see over the course of the season thing is man mark. Not many teams are using man mark anymore, except in specific cases. And so my thing, and I want to come back. Imagine they've gone right. We're going to man mark either Mane or Salah, and it's Creswell's job to follow him round or Fernandez's job. But then suddenly he's, on, he's starting on the other side of the pitch. So is he going, well, I'm a following him and all, I'm leaving this massive gap here. Yeah. Or am I not? The confusion around that, I think, really, really, really helps us. Um, not notwithstanding us being better than them anyway. Yeah, but I think that helps, but I think it also helps, again, going forward since in, that, in the same way that we're sitting here saying, pick the Liverpool line or pick the Liverpool shape for any given game in the next month and a half. Well, oppositions have got to literally do that to their job. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fellow whose job it is is to guess what the Liverpool lineup and Liverpool formation is going to be, and his job's going to get a lot harder uh, as, as, as as you move along. There's the situation then, sort of where we are now to begin to draw this to a conclusion. Um, Andy Carroll came on and gave it the big one. Gomez had a bad 10. Uh, we know all of this. You've all watched the game and you know how the, all of this works. Uh, we probably should co- score another couple last last 10 or so. Uh, Milner does some slightly strange things. Uh, shoots when he should pass, passes when he should shoot. It was that sort of last 10 minutes from him. Um, but where we are now is that we play four of the top six and so have Chelsea and everyone else is on three. Um, there's all these games coming and the current look now of the way in which the table shook out after this weekend, Rob, is is it looks City and then five. Uh, now that might change and it's our job to be to make sure we're at the front of the then five in case it does. But it, you know, for the first time, that that to me now looks like this is the shape of things to come. Possibly, unless Man City deign to actually drop some fucking points. Yeah, our immediate task is to get ensconced back in that top four and see what happens. Um, as I was saying, you don't talk about titles until it's unless there's a genuine prospect of it. Um, what's good is now that the, the second to sixth place are bunched in a four point gap and you rightly say apart from City or apart from Chelsea we're the only one who's played four of the top six So, and we've also played six of our 11 away from home We it feels well it doesn't feel it is it's virtually we have a kind of game in hand on, on most of those above us so we could probably worth a couple of points if the fixtures were, were evened out so it's, in truth it's very very tight second to sixth next week after the international break that looks really really crucial for us Southampton something of a home bank although you would never count on it whilst Tottenham and Arsenal play each other it's a really really key phase I just don't want us to be playing catch up I want I think we need to put two or three more wins on the board quickly yeah, yeah. so that so that we can, we can sort of control the destiny of our season rather than be going shit we're only, we're only three points behind every week it, it's it seems like we're hitting form at a really opportune moment to hit form because there's more games in this next period of two months than there is at the rest of the season. You know, it, and if you, if you if you treat the season as a block, then in this block of where it and our straps and everyone's fit, you fancy us to pick a lot of points up very quickly. And if City, it's you know, City might look brilliant, but if we if we if they draw one and lose one, and we win two, you're not a million miles away. Then you've got to play them. Then you then you can start getting in the reds. So it's a good time. It's a good time to pick up points. It's a good time to find ways to win, and and we're doing that. We're doing that, and that and that bodes well because we play 
a lot of games. A lot of games before Christmas, a lot of games over Christmas. Derby, December the 9th. What's the 10th? The 10th. Big Sam Derby. The Big Sam Derby. Unzi, it could be Unzi, lad. We'll see, how we'll see how that goes. I mean, it is, you know, it is part of the past the way seasons unfold Andy is that you just have some some little periods that you have got to get through and we've done that and I think that that, that re- you know we, it's it really isn't um, you know 10 days since we were saying is he going to bomb everyone out literally that's what we were saying we were saying is he going to make 5-6 changes and bomb people out and it was it wasn't an unreasonable discussion off the back of the, the Chelsea game the previous sorry not the Chelsea game the Spurs game the previous uh, City game that they hadn't been great in the banker games before then we were in that little bit of a we were in that, that zone of chatting and now we're, we're sitting here going he's, he's got endless options doesn't need to bomb anyone out we love them all great lads um, I mean you say that and it's easy to get carried away I, I, I try not to get too excited or down when we're poor but and I, I think it's really important not to forget the mistakes that were made and the, the poor performances and the reasons for them because as much as we say we've got depth in attack and we look brilliant going forward you know there are still problems that need correcting there in January and let's not kid ourselves especially if you know and it doesn't look like they will there is a slip from City it's even it, it's even more incumbent on us to act on that in January. Because even if we win every game between now and the transfer window opening, there's still there's still problems in that squad that needs addressing. Because for all the talk of depth, we're still talking about playing, you know, Joe Gomez, who was done excellently by the way, but he still played as much football in the opening three months than I expect of him over the course of the season. People did ask me at the start of it, yeah. so you still need to look at it. Ragnar Clavin. Again, he's, it's not his fault he's third or fourth choice centre-half. But he shouldn't be starting as many games as he is at the minute. So, let's not gloss over it. Albi Moreno, again, has another good game. And you can't knock him, but we know it's got it. If it's a poor run of form, we know that that isn't good enough. Like Robertson's there as backup. I, I, so, I think you're right. We, we do. Look, cautiously optimistic, I would say, is the, the way to handle it and to not get carried away. I, I think we get a bit obsessed with having the, having the squad perfectly balanced. We get to the top of the league and are, and are there till the beginning of December last season with the same lack of balance in our squad. Uh, City, I don't. Everyone's everyone's acting as we though didn't have just, Champions League football, though, mate. No, 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 no. I know, I know. But it still it still doesn't, doesn't change the fact that Matip and Lovren were the centre halves and still just as prone to making still in theory just as prone to making yeah. silly mistakes. City ha, City have changed their fullbacks, not their centre halves this year. Uh, they're not suddenly better balanced. They're just harnessing their attack. Talents better. I think Spurs are the say are a balanced team, although I, I think they lack strength in certain areas. I don't think Arsenal are well balanced. I don't think United are particularly well balanced. Chelsea well but are well balanced, but but, but um, they don't have enough depth. So I, and Liverpool nearly win the league. The last time Liverpool nearly win the league is a very lopsided looking squad where it's all it's all top heavy. I think much as I would love us to buy, I agree with you. You know, clearly we need to, there are problems we need to fix, but I but. In the in the bad spell we have, it's because our attacking unit isn't functioning properly. Not but not because our defensive unit is letting us down. We don't have enough to make enough chances at Spurs. Is the bottom line? Um, you still conceded three goals, though, Rob. Yeah, well, it's not good. Is, but this is the thing that not to sound dead negative after Rob. Liverpool aren't going to win the league. No, we just no. don't win the league. No matter what, City, City, City or Tottenham win the league. Tottenham, Tottenham have what Benitez has done for us. I don't think Tottenham can. They're four points ahead of us. I, I, I think Tottenham, Tottenham's done what. I like Benitez was for us is he's got them playing a certain way he's getting more out of some of them players than what they actually are you know I I, I if, you, if you come ahead of City you win the league and I just don't think Liverpool are, are going to have enough consistency to do that we are largely where, where we should be in order around you know United for all the talk aren't as good as some people like to, to think they are no. Arsenal are going to have that Arsenal period where they've got some good players and they play a good way sometimes and then they'll falter and not look completely lost and like a load of strangers. 
and Chelsea are good. I think I think our aim has got to be when Chelsea comes to Anfield and we got to you know if we get a win there, you know if we get ourselves into that fourth place by a point or two, that's what we've got to be saying to ourselves like let's build a gap on them and then go after the people in front of us. Like I can foresee Liverpool thinking to them, you know, getting to January and thinking, you know, we're, we're in for third year, possibly chase the Tottenham's down if they faltered if they go through mm. into the you know, the latter half of the, the Champions League, they will have lots of attention on that because they're talking themselves up probably too much. I I, I think that's where Liverpool got to say to themselves. Now, if we get to January and February and that looks different, fine. I think, you know, I, I, I don't see us changing the team unless he does is, does manage to bring them players in early, like mm. Van Dijk or Keita, because he won't want to sign players and and chase something. I don't think Liverpool will commit to doing that as a bit part player for when you've got people coming in the summer. It'll, it'll be where we are. But, you know... Ben's right. Liverpool have now got a block of games where they can try and you know just put points on the board and be a bit optimistic. And, and I'd hope the fans see that then as well. If, I think if we hit, you know, we come back after the international break and you know win two or three on the spin, everyone will be thinking, you know what, this is a good Liverpool team. This mm. and we're not going to win the league, but we can be realistic about it and say well, we're not going to win the league, but we're a good Liverpool. Team. We're better than lot, not just the players on the pitch. We're better than lots of other teams in this league. So I think you know, yeah, let's get let's go and cement a Champions League place and have another season in there then and build again. And I think that other season of build, and that's where you might see an even stronger club team. You know, you're looking at so blocks of games. You know, I really fancy. I know we've got games that you should think, oh, we should win, should win. But you know, sometimes you look at a run of fixtures and you think, fancy that one, Chelsea at Anfield, Chelsea at Anfield. And I don't know why, but I just think if there, if there was a if there's a statement game in a season and you have statement games over the season, positively and negatively, I think. That's a game there we could really put our foot down because you think I said their squad's not that great and I know that I know they beat Man United the other day but you look what Burnley done to well, the they'll have, they'll have it, they'll have in their head that that's a massive game for them yeah. as well because yeah. they're limping along a little bit aren't they that could be a home. thing for them and it, you know it, it seems like one of them games that you get every now and again that whoever wins will bat on and whoever whoever gets beat will fall on. away and it, it has got a feel of that it's in a big Champions League week that isn't it as mm. well uh, big Champions League week for them. Hopefully, we should 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 be uh, progressing quite neatly to the, severe, the, the week of the severe game. Listen, want to very quickly mention if you want to get lots and lots and lots more of people talking about Liverpool, the Anfieldapp.com forward slash subscribe. Also, want to mention that we're good week this week for content. Great week this week for content. Uh, we're running the Santa Dash, um, which is which is interesting. Um, so um, <laughs> less of a dash, more of a meander. I haven't I haven't meandered once yet in prep for it, John. Sorry, so, Santa has a slain, he'll just cheat. Um, so I've got to do that. It uh, also involves me putting on the suit, which I'll be honest, Ian, I'm as, I'm, as, I'm as mortified by the suit thing. But, you know, this is this is what happens when you're in a workplace and people, you say yes to things because you want to stop talking about them. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, Not just me then, no. No, um, so we are doing the Santa Dash and we would like to raise a load of money um, for Woodlands Hospice. Uh, that was what Gibber did his, 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 his lip sync battle thing for. Um, and there are very good people there. So we want to raise that money. So please do, uh, if you can support us, in that please do do so uh, and I'd like to say thank you very much to Andy Heaton to Ben Johnson um, to Rob Gutman and to Jay McKenna oh one more thing as well I did something on Hillsborough Law last week as well a free podcast uh, do give that a listen if you get the opportunity and do spread the word on it as well this is most definitely not a football thing uh, it's very much about the here and now uh, thanks to everybody it's been the Anfield Wrap this week take it easy Sports Social Podcast Network